Welcome to the Granary Church podcast. We're happy you could join us. For more information on the Granary Church, head to granary.org.au or follow our socials at the Granary Church. Hello everyone, how are you today? It's good to see you all. If you haven't met before, my name is Sam. I'm one of the team members here, one of the pastors here at the Granary. Please come and say hello at the end of the service. We'd love to get to know you. If you're new or visiting for the first time uh, out in the foyer, we have a table for you where you can come and have a coffee with us and we got to, we would love to know you. So when I first came to Australia, that was in the year 2009. And uh, it didn't take long for me to make this journey. I literally took God's word at my heart and I, I said, uh, on 1st of January of 2009, I received a word from Acts chapter 1, verse 8, which, is, which, which says, you'll be my witness to the uttermost part of the world, or to the ends of the earth. And I came into my living room, I saw a world map, I saw Australia on the bottom of the uh, map, and I said, that's where I'm going, God take me there. And God did provide, God, in, in a miraculous way. And it took about eight months from that time, and I, uh, I came to Australia, what it has been probably close to 13 to 15 years. But when I, when I came to Australia, I wasn't um, skilled enough to survive on my own. I've been under my mom and dad's wings. Uh, I've, you know, my two sisters looked after me, being the youngest, my mom. Um, I never had had me in the kitchen or teaching me how to cook. All I, all that I know how to cook was two minute noodles, the masala version, and and crack an egg on it. And so here I'm with Aust- coming to Australia with a suitcase full of two minute noodles that I lived for four months, uh, sorry four weeks eating them, and I got really sick of it. And I picked my phone, you know, back in 2009. It's, it's easy to call right now from your, from your phones, but back in those days you had to buy a calling card and then you punch those numbers in and you make an international call. And that was one of the expensive calls, $10 for that call because I was that desperate to eat some good food. You may ask, you could have gone to Indian restaurant. Let me tell you, your Raja's Corner is not that great. <laughs> So uh, when, I picked the f- when I picked the phone call up and asked my mom, my mom started to give me you know, instructions on how to cook rice. In India, actually, there is no survival kit. The survival kit that you have in every Indian home back in India is your 25 kg of rice. <laughs> Uh, that will last you for a month or so. Uh, so I, I'm here. I didn't even know how to cook rice. And, and so my mom teaching me how to cook rice and the ratios of water and, and the rice and then the, and the li- simple res- recipe of rasam. And I, um, after finishing the phone call, I can't wait to eat the food. So when I ate the food, it was one of the worst meals that I ever ate. But at the same time, it was so good because I was craving for something. And, you know, um, these days it's easy to go onto the internet, onto the YouTube, and you type in a, uh, how to cook a curry, and you have a million ways of cooking a curry. But for me back then, I knew that the best curries in the world was not from Raj's corner, but was from my mom's kitchen. So I rang, I went back straight to the source. And what I want to uh, share, the, share the story this morning is that 
the best source that we can always go back to is the Word of God. Because Word of God is not just an informational book, but it's a transformational word of life. And we know uh, in, the, in the Bible there's many scriptures that point to uh, uh, for the Word. And you say, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, in John chapter 1, verse 1. When we receive the Word of God, we are not just taking some good, inspiring words. We are actually inviting God into our space, into our meditation, into, our into which changes our lives. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, then the, that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 7. It also says in Psalms 119, verse 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And, you know, the Scripture changes us. Scripture encourages us. Scripture inspires us. Scripture transforms us. Last uh, week when Pastor Sue spoke, she shared about a praying church in Europe that prayed for 100 years. When, for 100 years straight, when they prayed, the revival broke out. The revival broke out in, the, in Europe that spilled all over, the, all over the parts of India. And a lot of missionaries went to different parts of the world and also happened to have, come to India. And back in the 1700s, India uh, is nowhere comfortable where it is now, like not even 20 years ago, when the first mission strip came out from this church. It was really hard doing missions there. But William Carey is an English Christian missionary. He's, he's a translator, social reformer, and he's done many things. You know, one of the things that he started, he pioneered, is printing press. He printed uh, off materials. He, he started the newspaper. He started the university. He started the school. He, in fact, he started the university, the first degree or giving university, not only in India, but also throughout Asia. have done many things. One of the many things that he also did was he translated uh, the ancient scripts called, uh, in Sanskrit of Ramayana, which is the holy book, one of the holy books of uh, uh, Hindus, he translated it into English so we, that everyday people with, can read. Um, and also he translated the Bible from other languages, uh, um, from English to uh, Bengali, Marathi, Punjabi, many parts. Uh, I think through his work and the team, um, they have translated uh, Bible into 40 different languages and dialects in India. And that's a massive work. And so part of why I'm sharing this story is it's, you know, we might question why uh, he would have um, translated the Vedas, the ancient script, into English. And through that, we actually learned some of the things that the Vedas talk about. You know, for many people in this room, we know that Word of God is actually breathed and been inspired by God, and there's no question or doubt about it. But many religions around the world are seeking for an answer. In the, 
in the uh, one of the Vedas, it's uh, Vedas which with the word meaning itself is to know. The supreme leader in in Rig Veda, um, chapter 10, 125, it says, the supreme leader who is the cause and governor of all creation, who to protect and save sinful mankind, himself appeared upon the earth wrapped in a body that is holy and without sin. And there's another Rig Veda, it says, for remission of every sin, there should be blood shed, and that blood should belong to a divine person who is holy and without any sin or curse. I can read uh, Sanskrit as well. I've learned in, um, in school, in, in my colleges, about Sanskrit. And those words are, uh, are apt for us to, like the, the religions of the world are seeking for an answer. And in the scripture, we find the answer because Jesus is the answer. Jesus, who is born of virgin, who is sinless, he sacrificed his life. He shed his blood for the, for the entire human, human race, not just for Christians in Australia or not, not only for a uh, few tribes around the world, but for the entire world, his blood has been shed. And there's only one way. And Jesus says he's the way, the truth, and the life. And we know that truth. You know, people, many people in this room know that truth, that Jesus is the answer. Yet, we still, and we said, Lord Jesus, you be the driver of our car or of our lives. But we tend to be the backseat drivers. Do you have any one of those? Uh, can you think of any of the backseat drivers in your lives? I have one, my mom. She don't own a license. She don't know how to drive a car. In a matter of fact, she don't even know how to ride a bicycle. Um, but she has driven for miles and miles from backseat all over India. Uh, even when she came to Australia not so long ago, she's trying, she was driving here from the backseat. We give God the authority, but we kind of take take a bit of a control over that and say, you know, Lord, we, we, we send requests to God. We send instructions to God how we want things to be done. It's merely we say your way, but we actually ask, no, do it my way. And But taking, uh, you know, uh, when I first got married, I only got married once. And I'm still married to the same girl. But I say when I first got married, in my early days of my marriage, uh, we had uh, a wedding. And after a week uh, of honeymoon, we were starting our new happily ever after. If you don't know uh, my last name, my last name is Pili. So it's happily ever after. <laughs> and so um, I planned everything in my in my strength in my ability to give the best i could for my uh for our happily ever after our first day of happily ever after and so i've i've we couldn't uh, own um rent a, rent a whole entire house so my wife was in bible college back then in sydney and uh, the rents were expensive so we hired a room out of a home and uh, when I rang that person, he said, um, 
you know, uh, don't worry about furniture. We'll give you fully furnished a room for you, so you don't have to. I know it's it's hard for a young married, uh, newly married guys to start up bank. So I'll look after after you. So I took I took him at his word, and then I I also had a part time job. Uh, I was kitchen in hand um, three days a week and some extra shifts coming. So I thought, oh, well, that will help us go through the finances and I can manage this pretty well. But when I uh, actually when I went to Sydney uh, from a honeymoon in this tiny, small hatchback, uh, Toyota hatchback car with two suitcases in it, that's all we had. We rolled up into this uh, room, um, excited to start our new, new life together. When we opened the door, there was no furniture. There was no wardrobe, there was nothing. So we literally walked in with two suitcases there. And uh, so I quickly ring my in-laws who were in Central Coast and we, we picked the mat, we met halfway through. We, uh, we picked a mattress, it was a thin mattress, not thin mattress. <laughs> and so we pulled this mattress that was really thin and we put it on the floor and as I was trying to pull this through, I get a phone call, and I'm answering, the, put the phone in, my, in between my neck and my shoulder, and uh, pulling, uh, my, pulling the um, mattress through, and this phone call was from my work. And they said, oh, Sam, I uh, hope you had a good wedding, uh, but um, when you're gone, we had to find someone else to replace you, so don't worry about coming back to work tomorrow. And... It was really hard for me at that time. Uh, I'd, Sherry couldn't hear the conversation, my wife. She could understand because tears were running down on my cheeks. In that moment, God whispered to me. And God said, you know, up until now, you've tried your level best to give your best. But from now on, everything that you have will be from me. Everything that you will have will be blessed through me. In that moment, to be honest, I felt so much peace, but it was hard to trust that word. If it was hard to, I was genuinely anxious about how I'm going to feed, how I'm going to pay this rent, how are we going to survive, uh, being the breadwinner for, that, for, my fam for, for me and my wife, how am I going to do it? Long story short, I, uh, this, is, this is not to flaunt, but this is to God's glory, I'm sharing this, is that within the 12 months of our first year of our marriage, we bought our first home. If you ask me while I'm pulling through my mattress through that door and receiving that phone call, that really God would do that? I would say absolutely not. But our God is is incredible. He can provide, he can turn things, he can, he can move mountains. He, there's nothing in this world that our God cannot do. It might be a, a, a relationship problem that you might be going through. For God, all things are possible. Maybe your business that is not going well has been gone through a really tough season in, 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 at the moment. With God, all things are possible. God can turn a barren land to a wonderful uh, um, waterfall that Asher said, that the steady stream. He will plant us like Psalm 23. He will plant us next to the steady stream of waters. And that's what God's, God's promises are. 
it's not that hard to to not trust him because he is true he keeps his word the people may fail your your employer may fail but god will never fail i love that my dad every time he bought a new pen or a new book the first thing he he always wrote even when we went to school he used to bring us in uh, in our books we used to write this jesus never fails jesus never fails because he never does sometimes may we may feel like he is sometimes we may feel like is god here in this moment in this season of my life but i tell you with experience that he will come through he will deliver you he has delivered people out of egypt out of oppression out of captivity he have freed people he have liberated people today i believe that god is doing something in europe in sorry in the middle east even though we feel like there's a war world war 3 coming i believe god is doing something that we cannot understand amen one of the other things that i feel that will hinder us from not taking god at his word is is the self sufficiency sometimes uh you know with self sufficiency what we will do is we push god away out of the scene and we will be content with what we've got me and my my happy my family are doing well we are happy we we try to work in isolation we try to uh, uh, uh push people away push uh things away you know with the with the world right now self sufficiency is the big underlying uh thing that has been uh driving people um through emotional and mental health issues you know miley cyrus wrote this uh song called flowers and the lyrics goes like this i can buy myself flowers write my name in the sand take talk to myself for hours say things you don't understand i i can take myself dancing and i can hold my own hand yeah i can love me better than you can these words um goes on and there's so much on the social media so much in the world right now it says um you know be rich and famous by your turn 25 retire at age of 40 and all of these false expectations you know on the internet we also see words like follow your heart but you know uh you know don't give up but actually in reality the word of god says our heart is deceitful you know we inspire by this uh inspiring quotes that float around but the, the real we always have to come back to the real source real source we are meant to be in community we are designed to be helping each other encouraging each other working with one another sharing our gifts uh, my dad one of his uh, stories he shared um, in his preaching i heard him sh- share this story about a young boy asking this um asking his dad what is heaven look like and what does hell look like and then uh and the story goes on there's a big long table with people on either side 
on one, uh, on one side of it, which is, let's say, hell, and the other side is heaven, which also has a long table with people on either side of it. And on that table, there's food from all parts of the world. You name it. You know, it says biryani from India, not from Raja's Corner, the real authentic biryani from India. And um, there's uh, Italian pasta, maybe from Rosina's. <laughs> and there's, uh, you know, you ask one of the Audrey's nice spinach pie on the table, maybe. You know, there's plenty of food from all, representing all parts of the world. And the people on either side of the tables, on either side, had this problem. They had a big spoon uh, that had um, been tied to their hands. So on the, on the hell side of the table, um, they were all hungry, but they're trying to eat it, but they couldn't eat it because their hands have been tied. But on the heaven side of the picture on the table, People, they had the same uh, spoons tied onto their hands, but what they did was they actually took the food and started feeding each other. And it's a beautiful picture of one another feeding each other. You know, heaven, we are not waiting for one day to pass this earth and reach heaven. We are meant, we are called to bring heaven on earth. And and through, by doing so, when we take God at his word, it, doesn't, it, it won't just impact our internal lives. It actually, when the, it, when the eternal God impacts our internal, it impacts the external. In, in, in other words, it changes our community. Also, you know, we, we say, you know, have you, have you been in the situation where you hired a cleaner to come home and clean, and that person is coming tomorrow, but the night before, you're trying to clean for the cleaner. <laughs> and we tend to do that, though. We all tend to, you know, we have hired this person to help us, but frantically we are going through stress to, uh, you know, to clean so that the other person don't think we are so messy, we are too bad. Uh, in, in reality, we do the same with God. You know, God is... The God's word is transforming us. God's word is cleaning us. God's words, God is is uh, is cleaning up the mess. But we tend to take control and try to try to hide from God. We cannot hide from God. In fact, we have to come openly and say, "Lord, I come in repentance. I come with my flaws. I come with my inabilities, and I give it to you." And He's at work. And some of us have actually been too busy that we forgot to return to our first love. Our first love. Return to the scriptures. We all, when we buy a TV or a refrigerator or a flat pack, every of those uh, instruments come with a manual. If you're like me, you take the manual, you have a good look at it, chuck it, and you try to operate on your own. Word of God is, is a manual. Again, I say, it's not a manual to give us instructions or just information. It's a manual to transform our lives, transform our communities. Why does, our, why does as a church, we need to own our home? Why does, as a church, we need to give more to 252? Why does we need to see help or random people, uh, young parents who are going to be housed in this uh, accommodation because God cares. 
and God has given us responsibility to care for one another. Following God's word is not that all complicated. We make it complicated. But God's instructions are simple and easy. And sometimes following him is not that easy either. It comes at a cost. It comes at a price. But the good news is Jesus has paid the price on the cross. 150 years ago, when the revival broke out in Wales, many missionaries have came to India. I just want to clarify things that missionaries weren't the first ones who brought the gospel to India because in the if if you talk to eastern part of the world in Asia with Indian and people treat um, Christianity as a foreign religion and and as colonialism has brought to India but that's not the fact the, the truth is one of the disciples of Jesus Thomas he brought the gospel to India And I brought to a place called Kerala. Um, they, it has another word called Kerala. is described as God's own country. It's a beautiful part of the Indian world. But at, through that, through Thomas and through various missionaries, uh, the gospel has been spread widely in India. I want to read this story. About 150 years ago, there was a great revival in Wales. As a result of this, many missionaries came to Northeast India to spread the gospel. The region known as Assam was comprised of hundreds of tribes who were primitive and aggressive headhunters. They were primitive and aggressive headhunters. Into these hostile and aggressive communities came a group of missionaries from the American Baptist missions, spreading the message of love, peace, and hope in Jesus Christ. Naturally, they were not welcomed. One missionary succeeded in converting a man, his wife, and two children. This man's faith proved contagious, and many villagers began to accept Christianity. Angry, the village chief summoned all the villagers. He then called the family who had first converted to renounce their faith in public or face execution. Moved by the Holy Spirit, the man said, I have decided to follow Jesus. Enraged at the refusal of the man, the chief ordered his archers to arrow down the two children. As both boys lay twitching on the floor, the chief asked, Will you deny your faith? You have lost both your children. You will lose your wife too. But the man replied, Though no one joins me, still I will follow. The chief was beside himself with fury and ordered his wife to be arrowed down. In a moment, she joined her two children in death. Now he asked for the last time, I'll give you one more opportunity to deny your faith and live. 
in the face of death the man said the final memorable lines the cross before me the world behind me no turning back he was shot dead like the rest of his family but their deaths a miracle but with their deaths a miracle took place the chief who had ordered the killings was moved by the faith of the man he wondered why should this man his wife and two children die for a man who lived in a far away land on another continent some 2000 years ago there must be some remarkable power behind this the family's faith and i too want to taste that faith in a spontaneous confession of faith he declared i too belong to jesus christ when the crowd heard this from the mouth of their chief the whole village accepted christ as their lord and savior the song i have decided to follow jesus is based on the last words of noxing a man from garo tribe of assam following christ may come at a cost and at a price for some of us it's easy to turn up to church park the car with welcoming greeting friendly faces to service teas and coffees and we don't find it hard to come and worship god and we we need a beautiful worship team that are so capable of leading us to encourage us to lift our hands and we get so comfortable in the ways that we do but for many around the world it's not the same case once i met a man from png in png they gather under a tree every sunday when the when the rain comes they ask to uh, they ask god to stop the rain and they they continue their worship and in iran and in other parts of india the same northeast part of india right now meghalaya um for last four months the christians are still have been persecuted women have been raped houses have been burned people have been attacked with large knives we don't hear it in our news because it doesn't give you so much of trp rating but it is still happening there what is the cost that you are willing to pay as this worship team leads us this morning this morning i want the holy spirit i request the holy spirit to come and minister to us thank you for listening to our sunday podcast if you enjoyed it either subscribe or follow on the podcast app that you use to keep up to date on when our next sunday podcast gets released have a safe and blessed week